You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. We've got a very special show lined up. We're going to review the Premier Sports Cup and we've got the All-Star panel in to do it. We've got Mark Wilson here, fresh off his first defeat with Stuart United, 3-0 defeat to Cumnock. Wilson, how are we? How are we feeling? Nah, it's not been a great weekend. Battered on Saturday, then battered again on Sunday, the Hibs game, so um, not, a, not an ideal weekend. Shankers is here as well. Shankers, another one for Rock and Lake. How are we feeling? Aye, it was a case of three points in the road. A very scrappy game. No, no much to, no much to be uh, watching in the eye for the supporters. Put it that way. But brilliant. Well, we've joined by Rory as well. Rory, you've had a busy weekend covering pretty much every game in the Premier Sports Cup. How are we? Yes, good, good. A lot of football watched this weekend, so looking forward to dissecting it all. Definitely. We're going to just get into the eight Premier Sports Cup games. We'll take a look at the other games in the SPFL and we'll preview the European games that the four Scottish clubs have this weekend. We'll start at Ibrooks on Friday night. Rangers got back to winning ways with a 5 0 victory over the Fermlin. Rory, you covered the game for BBC. Was it the result in the boost Rangers needed? I mean, it'll do them no harm confidence wise. Um, I don't think they're going to be. Uh, you know, I, I think a, a win in the league will, will probably have more effect on them than, than beating the Fermland. I think the Fermland played right into their hands. You know, the way they played, very open, very expansive. You know, Graham Dorn's giving the ball away in the first few minutes, conceding a goal. Don't get me wrong, scoring five goals is good. Good. I think Lundstrom probably deliberately. Lundstrom, um, Lundstrom will probably be the biggest one confidence-wise. It'll see. It'll be interesting to see how he kicks on from there. He, he scored his goal earlier on, early on in the game. He he controlled the second half, and I thought and was was very confident on the ball and things. So, um, I'll be looking to forward to seeing him over the next few weeks. But listen, I, I don't think beating Dunfermline is going to have a massive impact on the changing room and how they move forward. But it was a nice fixture to have given the previous three results. Yeah, definitely. I could, I could agree more. I think it gave. The likes of Lundstrom, a bit of confidence as well. Playing him a bit further, further forward, you could see there was a kind of it was a bit more he offered there, like opposed to playing kind of further back. You did think, see he was keen to get forward uh, as well. Obviously, they had a lot more joy against Dunfermline, so naturally he was further up the pitch. Dunfermline uh, started to retreat, so that was a more natural thing. But he, he needs to he needs to impact the game like that when they're playing against stronger teams in, the, in yeah. their own division. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, obviously, the likes of Bassey and Patterson come in and really impressed. Does that give Steven Gerrard a, a boost of confidence as well that the, the kind of second string kind of fullbacks can come in and kind of contribute like that? Because I thought that Bassey in particular I thought was really good. I thought he was getting forward, put in some terrific balls that even Barisic would, would be proud of. But was that, what was your kind of thoughts on that? I, I think the, the way Rangers play in the opposition that they, they were playing with, with having the ball. Uh, Majority of the time suits them because if if Barca puts ten crosses into the box, the chances are a few of them are going to be on the money and somebody's going to go and end it. So I think I think both deliveries on the night they got a lot of a lot of joy down in down in the wings and del- most deliveries were, were spot on. To be fair, uh, Roof was dropping a, 
a lot deeper and, and linking it up. So every time they put it in, it was maybe a hard day or a, a lunch from uh, in the box, uh, and a third man running who, who was getting on to it. Bassey was, Bassey was brilliant in it. And it, I mean, there's people calling for them, them both to start the next game, but I, I don't think it should be getting ahead of ourselves. It's a, a cup game uh, playing, a, playing a weaker opposition. So I th- I, I'll do them no harm whatsoever. And I don't think they're other way. I'll be shy to throw them in. If, if need be, but I don't I don't think uh, you're just going to come up to the, the Europa League game on Thursday or the, the next league game and you're just going to drop your captain and, and Barisic and throw uh, both of the, the full-backs straight in. But as I said, they'll do, do them no harm whatsoever, the, the performance that they put in. Yeah, definitely. Wilson, what was your kind of takeaways for Rangers' performance? Sorry, I'm, I'm sitting here perplexed. You said it was Rangers 5 in Fernland now. I thought going by social media it was Bayern Munich or Chelsea <laughs> to be going on about how that same won the Premier Cup, you know, by beating Dunfermline at home. Aye, and Matt said it, don't get don't get carried away. Who said that? Who said they won the Premier Cup? Oh, everybody's saying all oh, the Rangers fans are back on social media after a week's absence. <laughs> I'm now giving it big licks that Steven Gerrard is the saviour again. But Matt Matt's hundred percent right. This is this is a home to Dunfermline that contains a team with Graham Dorans. So definitely let's not get carried away thinking that Rangers are now back to the higher echelons of European football. You know, this is the premier sports cup, you know, but and but for the Rangers fans on social media after the game, honestly, you'd have thought they'd beaten Bayern Munich. Okay, let's hope Livingston can do the world a favour in the next round and put them out. Well... <laughs> There you go for your take, yeah. Oh, no, 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 in all seriousness, I know we have a wee, a wee bit of banter. Uh, but that's, again, we, we said on the show last week, you know, it's a, it was a good one for Rangers to get out of the system after a few sticky results. Um, Rory's right, 100%, you know, much prefer if it was a league game in three points. Um, so all, all credit to them. And as I say, that's, again, we're repeating ourselves all the time in this channel about the strength in depth, you know, and I think we had it on our chat, you know, Patterson and Bassey would probably be the first choice right and left back for every team uh, in the SPL. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's Rangers, I'm not saying reserve, but probably at the moment second choice, but great, great options see, again. See, um, so. a point. I think Gerard needs to watch what he's doing. I mean, like Patterson been managing his minutes because see, like so he's playing the odd cup game here or there. I know you kind of just drop the captain, but he's Surely there'll be a point of him get gets pissed off a wee bit if he's only playing the odd ninety minutes here and there in a cup game, and I know he's young and stuff like that. But it gets to the point where he's getting to that age where he probably wants to break through. So I think he'll maybe need to manage his minutes uh, and try and keep keep him happy because he's he's no one you want to be losing. A difficult one, isn't it? Really yes, yeah, that's hard. The thing is, you know, I I wonder if there was the sort of expectation, you know. And I know, obviously, the Champions League didn't work out, etc. But would Tavernier be one that could possibly be sold? Because let's be honest, he had a magnificent season last season. The replacement's already there. You know, would would they accept possibly a, a, a bid? You know, to, to to let him go. I know, I know, he is the Rangers captain. Um, but I, I wonder if that was maybe in their thinking. You know, because I know, and again, it's the knee-jerk reaction after the Champions League defeat, where you've got. The likes so of Kent going to be happy there? Is Kamara going to be happy? Is Tavernier going to be happy there? 
Um, See, this might be a bit controversial, right? But I, I thought I was thinking that, and then I was thinking I, I could see Kent going to a Premier League club. I could see um, Morelos going I, I, to a Premier I, I, League club. He would be good at Aberdeen. I think he'd be good at Aberdeen to replace Niall McGinn. <laughs> I think he's a Premier League club. But I don't know where I would put Tavernier. I don't know if a team, I don't know if he would get a move to a club that would be more attractive than Rangers. So I don't, I don't know if anyone I would agree be willing. I, so I think it's a difficult well, one. So I, I, say Rangers decided they wanted to sell Tavernier. I don't know how keen Tavernier would be to leave. Whereas no, you can't. No, no, and, and, and I, I, I disagree. Like, I, I, I would, and I know it comes down to money and whatever, but I, I would be amazed, you know. Like if Tavernier is saying, "I brilliant Nottingham Forest want me," Rangers aye, aye. are a million times bigger club than Nottingham Forest. Rangers are aye, honestly I mean, one of the biggest clubs. But I know it comes down to salary. Do you want twenty grand a week at Rangers or hundred grand at Nottingham Forest? Whatever it is, of course you're maybe going to chase that in, in your career one big move. But I, I I agree there'd be absolutely no rush. You know, even at the moment to leave Rangers or Celtic, if you if you are playing every week, I just don't. To go to I just don't think championship I, teams are. You know, it's bizarre. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Tavernier would play in the English Premier League. I really don't, and I don't think clubs would be that interested. I might be totally wrong, but I just, I just think the level of club that would be interested in Morelos and Kent is far higher than it would be interested oh. in Tavernier. He must, he must be able to push in late twenties, early thirties. Right. I think he's 28, 29. But... So, like, is he? Gonna, I know the standard of uh, teams in the league, etc., is, is completely different, but. He goes to another team. Is he playing European football with another team? He goes to I very much doubt it. So, and that's it, the thing. If, if they win the league again, you know they're straight into the Champions League. So he's maybe thinking, right? Well, we missed out this year. Let's we're in the Europa, etc. Champions League next year. That will be the, that will be the aim of the manager. Yeah, we'll move into Somerset on Saturday. We get three games to cover on Saturday. Dundee United beat here four three in penalties after a one one draw in normal time. Shankers, what was your kind of thoughts? Were they unlucky not to get the game out? And then did you think the red card to Baird obviously changed it and Nicky Clark scored the penalty? I, I, I think the, the red card, any red card, I think that a 10, it, it changes the game completely. Uh, Unless it's Malmo. Actually, his tongue was he like, right he was like that a one. dog, he couldn't wait to go out. He was uh, I actually think the penalty was pretty soft. Uh, uh, Ayers' point of view, I think they, they'll be pretty feel pretty harshly done there, and and then when it's ten minutes, backs against the wall, and then penalties is is a is a lottery almost. So they'll, they'll feel hard done by. But Dundee United, uh, I've got their name in the hat next round, and ultimately that's what they probably well no, that's what they probably but that's what they set to do, and and that's what they've done. So good boy. Yeah, definitely. Rory Seagrass made some great saves for the D United Jankies. It's the D United probably were lucky to win that game or um look, it's it's a massive cliche about you know you want to be in the heart, but I think in the cup you want a home tie. Go, going to these going to these, you know, stadiums are both Somerset, etc. It's never easy. And I think you know, nobody's gonna remember if Dundee United get the semi finals or final that they beat air back in August and from penalties. It's just about getting through. Um but I see Chris is a good keeper. You know, we had the discussion on the chat about John McLaughlin and the level he would play at outside the Rangers and I said well I don't think he would get a game for um, I don't think he would walk straight in the Hearts team I think Craig Gordon would be there and I think when it comes to like Sierra Dundee United I think Seagrass is, 
is good enough that he, you know, a McLaughlin, for example, would, and the reason I bring him into it is because that was what we were discussing the other day. Um, would, we, I think he would have to earn his place. I think Seagrest is a really, really good keeper. Um, so I'm not surprised to hear that he made one or two, one or two good saves to keep them in the tie. Yeah, Wilson, what was your thoughts on your rivals? Oh, well, in and out, that's the, the best you can get. <laughs> they, they get beat, so quite happy, quite happy with that. Dundee made it into the, the quarter-final draw. They beat Motherwell 1-0. Wilson, was that a big result for Dundee? It's a massive result, bouncing back from the, the mauling they got at Celtic Park um, the previous week. But I actually... You know, we did our tips at the start of the season, you know, when, when uh, Rory was kind of thinking about Motherwell. I said, I'm now kind of looking for the results, thinking, God, is he right again, him? Because I know my predictions are never right. Um, and, and I don't think that's a, a great result for Motherwell at all. Um, I think they maybe pressure's building on Graham Alexander a wee bit. So not a great start uh, in the league either. Um, yeah, three games but as, a, as, a, as, a, as I say, does it maybe show you the kind of how well Dundee have done, you know, battered 6-0 the previous week, stuck together, and probably a workman-like performance, I would imagine, at home in, in, in getting through the tie. So, you've got to give credit to James McPake, but I think there could be dark clouds over Fir Park. I'm starting to agree with Rory, which what is Rory painfully, painful really, for me to say. I really remember. What, what was... What I'd say they'd about? finish, I'd say, I'd oh. say they'd finish the 11th in the predictions, oh, but man. one thing I will say for Dundee is that I think that's a big psychological win. They've now shown that they can beat a Premiership side, and I think when you get promoted, there's always that question of should we be in the division? Are we good enough? So once you get that first win over a pre- although it was in the cup, Motherwell have been desperate to win that. And Wilson touched on last week. It's not just the fact they've lost three games; it's three games where they've not really played the stronger teams in the league. So, I um, it's potentially I know it's early in the season, but pressure mounts very quickly in managers these days. But great win for Dundee. I think they, um, psychologically they'll take a lot from having beaten a Premier League club. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, you want to add? See, see, like, I know, obviously, coming off the back of a hammer last week, but, like, see, like, so if somebody turns around and goes to, like, tell to beat Dundee 6-0, you'd know, like, oh, like, oh, my God, like, it's almost... Yeah, like, yeah but that's Celtic team. Celtic have beat Dundee 6-0, like, all right, kind of thing. So, I don't think... Their games are almost a, a free hit for, for teams, like, I know it's not ideal going out and get spanked 6-0, but nobody's almost expecting... Anything from them, so, so still no nice, but still oh, yeah. no nice. I know. I've been there. I went to Party Heavy Dundee get beat six, and Paddy Roberts was running a mark, and it's horrible, man. You're just okay. standing watching. There's nothing you can do. Run about like a dafty. Feel as if every time they go forward, they can they can score. Ah, it's no nice, man. But uh, the Dundee are, are going to be judged on on wins against Motherwell. I know it's a cup, but like teams run about there. Their own kind of level and their own standards. So they're going to be judged on their results. So. Fair play to them, and if they get a wee cup run as well, that, that's a bonus for the season. So, yeah, definitely. Shankers, Livingston won in four three in penalties against St. Marin. The penalty hero was Strijek after his incident last week, his blunder, which can cost Livingston points last week. How big a boost will that be to him? Why is it sorry? Strijek, the Livingston goalkeeper, obviously the penalty hero, and booking Livingston's place in the quarterfinals. How big a boost will that be to him? I think. A goalkeeper's up against it, and I cannot assure it. The, the the odds are so so uh, stacked in the the penalty takers' favour that if a goalkeeper gets gets one or two saves, then the chances are that they are going to win the shootout for them. So 
any, any goalkeeper that, that makes a couple of saves in a shoot is, uh, is doing well. But uh, it was good to see Alan Forrest on the, the score sheet as well for, for Livingston. Who knows, he could maybe push on and, and get another move. But as a similar to Dundee, if, if Livingston stay in, stay up and, and get on a wee cup run like similar to what they did last year, then it's a bonus for them as well. I think, so. think Forrest could move up again, Shankers? I think he's what, um, 26, he'll be 24, 25. I think he's, so I think he's 25. I think he could have maybe, maybe one more in him, whether it's a... It's, it's tough. Uh, he, is he, is he got it in him to, to move down south or would he be happy just going to a, a Hibs or a Hearts or an Aberdeen or something? I, I definitely think he's good enough to, to play with one of them. But um, who knows? Okay. Rory, what was your thoughts in in Livingston's victory over St Marin? Do you worry for St Marin like the kind of strikers on the firing and things like that? Like, is that I mean, they showed good signs in the opening day. Obviously, main setting up Brophy, the kind of the classic, you know, one smaller striker gambling, main striker winning the flick on, Brophy runs through and scores. So they did show signs. I think they've got a good enough squad to. I, I tip them for top six. I, I tip them to finish six. I still hope they can do that. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a sticky start. You know, the Livingston St. Muntai was a bit of a coin flip. It was really, really difficult to call. You kind of base it on home advantage when it comes to these types of ties. But Smyrna will be pretty disappointed they, they, they went out because cup runs can mean a lot to these clubs as well, um, the financial benefits. But no, nah, don't worry for St. Muntai. I think it's too early. I think, I know, obviously, it's a bit of a contradiction given we've spoke about Motherwell and we're kind of concerned at how, how they might progress and St. Muntai are sitting on a point as well. But I just think there's signs there for, for, for um, St. Muntai. I do feel they're playing three at the back um, and they play three at the back and I know Jim Goodwin wants to play in that particular way but do you need three centre-backs when you're playing against Bruce Anderson as the, the lone striker? I'm, I'm just not sure. Um, I think they can afford with the squad they've got to, to be a little bit more offensive. I know Jim Goodwin was a defender or more defensive-minded player but I think with the squad they've got if they were to have a little bit more of a positive approach they might see you know, slightly better more positive results. Yeah, definitely. Wilson, yeah, you want to add in Livingston St. Marin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this this will bore you to tears, but um, when I parked my car at Easter Road yesterday, um, David Martindale, and I think it was his assistant. Who's his assistant there? Martin Bartley. No, the other guy. What is it? His assistant at Livy. You always see him on the dog. Was, was it the Tony, Tony something? Huge the guy. big tall guy. Tony Cot. Oh, Tony Keg. Aye, Tony Keg. Was it that guy? It was a goalie coach. Tony Keg. Aye, Tony Keg. No, he's not. He's not there anymore. He was a goalie coach at Lyle, Rory. Aye, Tony Keg was there, but he he left Livy, went to Falkirk, and then he left Falkirk after two weeks to pursue an opportunity. Apparently, but I tried to look it up, but I don't know what that opportunity is still because I I was with him. He's a he's a good guy, but he's a great goalkeeping coach. But I don't know who. I wouldn't have been him, Wilson. He's not particularly big. This this guy was honestly about seven foot. He was massive. And David Martindale was walking behind him talking talking about the, his game yesterday. But, and I did catch a few words. I did say they deserved to win the game in 90 minutes. But I haven't, I haven't seen the highlights of that. But he seemed a right nice guy. He said hello to the kids in that. Um, but that's all I'm adding to that game. They two are hopeless. Get them. Somebody, somebody had said to me recently, who was it? They were at Livingston and there was a, there was a technical issue. And they, they put a, a thingy out to the stadium to say, look, we can't get connected to the internet or something like that. Can you get the, the guy... 
two seconds later, David Martindale turns up. We're like, oh no, no, we're looking for the guy that fixes fixes the tech stuff. He's like, aye, that's me as well. <laughs> I think he just does. <laughs> I think he just. I, I think he just does everything. Handyman, physio. What was that when you were there again up there? No, it wasn't. Somebody was telling me that story. Don't I can't for the life of me remember who it was, but it was somebody that was there covering the game and they'd said, "Oh, there was a, there were some issues there," and it was David Martindale that fixed it. So, it must be pretty handy to have a guy like that around the club. He just seems so down to earth. He actually kind of want him Aye. to do well. He just seems so, Aye. you know. If you if you heard if you heard you know he's some of his interviews after an amateur game or a junior, you'd be thinking that's fair enough. He's you know, but he's in a great position. He, he's, to be fair, he's earned that position. You've got to give him credit. I'm not going to mention the clip, but have you seen the clip for um, the Grado's podcast? No, I, I'll send it into the WhatsApp. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll get your thoughts. Get that, get that, get that Eddie to do it. Plug in another station. <laughs> we'll get your face. Somebody messaged me and thought Shankers was Grado, to be fair. <laughs> why, why, why does Grado call himself Mal Shankland? <laughs> we'll move on to a broth in St. Johnson. There was a 2 2 draw, and St. Johnson won in penalties. A broth took the lead twice, but St. Johnson pulled it back. Wilson, what was your thoughts on that? Two managers that are friends of yours. Um, I I wanted Arbroath to win. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, but as I say, we were kind of listening to that um, on the, on the radio on the way home, obviously because it went to extra time and penalties. Um, and I think you know that 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 must be the, the, the biggest stickler for me now. Again, Rory must have been in that situation before where you're the lower league team playing against the Premier League team. You get them all the way to penalties and you lose. That, 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 that must be crushing and 120 minutes at Gayfield must be hard going um, as well with a hurricane that blows down the pitch but again you know after a tough midweek game as well Callum Davidson's come out maybe shows I actually heard him in the radio I don't know if it may actually be Euro that mentioned that Liam Craig had played the full 120 minutes I think he'd maybe played 67 against Galatasaray on Thursday and 120 minutes um, on Sunday against Arbroath and he's you know he's no young pup um, so credit, credit, credit to St. Johnson for, for scraping through. Um, it's you know if their names on the cup again, it's one they'll look back on and think you know we're lucky to get through. Yeah, Shankers, what was your thoughts on St. Johnson's one? As the boys have said, it's always tough to to go to to Gayfield once. I remember I played there once, and I don't know if I said it. And a wave actually come over and soaked one of the, I think it was Bobby Lynn or something that was taking a corner. The wave actually <laughs> come over and soaked. I'll get I'll get the clap. I'll, I'll get the clap up and, and post it and it was unbelievable <laughs> and we I think we actually conceded a goal too for a corner and like, Hutch has come up to, to can move it and like the wind for it and that and it's went towards the goal so it's horrible horrible place to go and get us out it's one of the ones you just want to go get get your get your win and get down the road and just get the job done it's, I don't think MD gets, a, gets an easy game eh, at a bro put it that way Rory any memories of going to Gayfield? Um, I played a couple of pre-season games there, um, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't remember ever, ever. I do remember a couple of boys when I was at the Barton right enough. I was injured at the time, and they'd finished the night shift, and they, they had to work one Friday, and it was just so happened it was a broth away the next day, and they'd worked about half nine in the morning, went home, got something to eat, and then we're on the bus. Needless to say, I think they get beat. But um, no, no, no myself, like I said, I think a couple of pre-season friendlies when I was younger, but um, nothing that's, that springs to mind. We, we drew them in the Scottish Cup a couple of years ago and 
probably should have beat them at, at home and that was probably the best chance we had. We see that a penalty later on and then the, the replay up there on the Wednesday night straight away and just just showed. The, the, I know there's, people always say there's no much of a difference, but it just showed like a wee bit of quality and, and their team showed that night and, and we got a bit of a chasing up there, 3-0, three, three I think it was. A good side, to be fair. When I was at Dumbarton, I think, that, I think it was then it won the league and... They were always, they're always like in the league, league one, they're always up there at the top. And when they're in the championship, they're always, I'm not saying they're always been there, but they're, they keep plugging away and surviving all the time. And they've always started to call it Bobby Lynn. He, he could probably I got a move away from your bro if he wasn't so loyal to him as well. The quality he has, they've always got Gavin Swanky and all. He's been, he's been a bit for a while. He's a class player too. Yeah. I take it he's seen the video of Dick Campbell's post match interview last week. Did the sign happen in the back of the head? That's the wind. That just shows you the, the wind. Just when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, that's classic. I brought but We'll move on to Wraith 2, Aberdeen 1. Wraith come from behind to beat Aberdeen and knock them out of the League Cup. Rory, you obviously covered the game. How good a performance was that for Wraith to get the, the combat victory? Um, Wraith were awful first half. Um, the way they set up, they... Aye, they almost gifted Aberdeen the ball and didn't really put any real pressure on the ball in dangerous areas. And it was comfortable for Aberdeen, but Aberdeen didn't really create all that much. Even the goal came from a, a half a chance as opposed to an actual clear-cut chance. Um, you know, speaking as well, the, the amount of changes Stephen Glass made, is it really necessary at this time in the season? You know, making seven changes is, is a lot of changes. I'm not saying that... You could argue, well, you know, replacing, you know, um, the Jet for... Ramirez might not seem like it's going to weaken the team all that much, but you know when you start to, to, to you know these four and five percent, you know in seven areas, you do weaken the team. And the problem they've got is when it does go to one each, they then need to make five changes, and they do it in a fifteen-minute period. They concede the goal in that period because they're at sixes and sevens. And don't get me wrong, the the right back Gar Gar, I think his name is, was was at fault for the goal. He hesitates and hesitates. Terrible defending, but it's in that period where. You know, there's two subs and there's you know another two subs and there's another sub and they, they just never really recovered from it. But at halftime, I could not see any way back for Wraith Rovers. Um, they gave they gave Aberdeen far too much respect in the first half. But you know, come the 90th minute, if, to be fair, with the showing they had in the second half, they deserve to win it. Wilson, what was your thoughts on Wraith coming, coming behind to beat Aberdeen? You have to say it's a fantastic result. And I always think, you know, in the last, well, last year especially, you know, with St. Johnston winning both trophies, teams like Aberdeen will be thinking, by the way, why why with the budget and the players and etc. that we've got? Almost puts more pressure on them, eh? Aye, yeah, I, I think so. To, to, totally agree. And like, again, not so, and I can understand to a certain extent, and I was kind of going to touch on this with some of Angie Postacoglu's comments. I don't think at this stage of the season, players should be tired. Therefore, for me, it's slightly unnecessary to be making, as you say, seven changes or five changes, whatever it is. Sorry, there's Debbie McGee bringing in my cup of tea. There we go. Beautiful <laughs> assistant. Um, I don't think that's what... I don't know what that sign means. Um, so, I think that's... I think that's what... I mean, I know Aberdeen have had European games as well, um, but that, that's. I think there'll be a few harsh words in the dressing room for some of these players that maybe were brought in, you know, to do a job. I didn't master I, I, I must admit, as much as I love him, I did enjoy Shankers. Not you, Shankers. I love Scott Brown. Um, when Shanks posted that Scott Brown was subbed on the 70th minute, 
and we scored the win of the 71st. I did, I did slightly enjoy that. Um, but that's that, that for me, again, and as, I'm going to touch on it a wee bit more when we discuss Celtic. Surely Aberdeen can't be focusing on Europe and not, and not domestic cups because we... St. Johnston winning them last year. It's a gap for the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs, Hearts, etc. probably this year to try and do something, but obviously not to be. But as Rory said, it must be full credit to Wraith. Um, even though Kelly will beat them twice in the, in the or four times in the fourth championship. So fair play to them. Shankers, what was your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> just laughing at Wilson's point there. Uh, I think I, I speak to an Aberdeen fan. Uh, for, for Mocklin last week and, and he said I just I was just getting over the team there and he says that Hughes Ross McCrory looks miles off off it when he's playing centre back uh, for Aberdeen and uh, I, I think he's better in the midfield whether he's, he's holding or whether he's actually in the middle and I've seen he played centre back again next to Gallagher I don't know whether they're short of numbers there or, or other injuries and I know he can't play there but I just feel you don't get the best him and when he's playing there and and I don't know whether that contributed to, to the result or whatever but I, it was just one thing I, I picked up on it obviously he'll watch Aberdeen a lot, a lot more than me so he noticed stuff like that but I, I agree Aberdeen although they, they had a, a European game uh, on Thursday they, they should still be looking and going right Thursday uh, Sunday these boys should have enough Enough to play two games in these days. We get through and then we rest up. So it, I think it's disappointing for a team like that who, who's one of these cups is probably a bit the best that they're going to get for the season. They disrespect them. Finish third challenge for a second uh, and, and try and get a cup under their belt. So they'll find it, they'll find it a opportunity. You think, Rory, do, you, sorry, do you think Aberdeen disrespected Wraith with a lineup, Rory? No, I don't. I don't think they necessarily disrespected them. I, I, I think they thought they had the squad to go and win that. I believe he had the bet. But what Shanker said there is right. And wh- why would you do it on a one-off cup tie? Where if you lose, you're out. This is what I don't I, get. Why not do it two weeks later when they're at home to a Ross County or a Livingston? And that's no yeah. disrespect to them. But see if it's one each at this stage in the season, you can then manage that moving forward. But it, it's not going to define your league season. One draw at home. If it does end up that way, but to to make wholesale changes in a tie where if you lose, you're out. I just can't, I can't get round to that way of thinking. But, I mean, I suppose you could view it as disrespect, disrespectful to Wraith. But, you know, Aberdeen did have the players on the pitch to win the game. But I, I think it, I, I think when he sat down and thought about that the night before, he was probably confident they could win the game. But I, I just don't understand why you would make that many changes in a one-off tie where on, on, on their day, Wraith are capable. And it's no... It's no beyond the realms of possibility that you can see Ray beating that Aberdeen, I like saying Aberdeen away in a one-off cup tie. So I just think hedge your bets, play your best team, get through the tie, play your play your players that you want to rest or rest them in a few weeks' time. I just don't I just don't understand the thinking there. You could do it as disrespectful, and you could probably put forward an argument that would be difficult to argue with because why would you not field your best team? Um, but. I I just don't really get that train of thought because the Shankers is absolutely right. That's a massive that's a massive competition to Aberdeen. See when they look back in the season and they go right, where did we finish in the League Cup? They must make a list of objectives at the start of the season, and Aberdeen must be pinpointing the Scottish in the League Cup, going, "This is our areas for success." Yet at the first opportunity, they feel feel a team that isn't capable of beating Rovers. It's just it just defies logic to me. 
Yeah, definitely. Wilson, you were at the Habs Kelly game, 2 0 to Habs McGinnis and Nasbitt with the goals. What was your overall thoughts on the game? Well, actually, the first half performance, Kumar were really good, to be honest. Without creating, I mean, Scott Robinson's got a one on one with the keeper early in the game. He, sh- he should score. Paul Worth's had a, sh- a-, a fizzer of a shot that's hit underside of the bar. Everyone's saying it wasn't in, except Kelly fans were saying it was in. So there was a few pictures and Twitter and things today to say it was in, but it was it was going like a rocket. It was a lovely clean strike, but we didn't. And I actually thought, were you at the game? Were you actually at the game? Yes, I, I, I took the, I took the kids and my nephew through, um, and I actually thought Hibs Hibs toiled a wee bit. I thought mm, they could they could really struggle. They can had a front kind of five with McGinnis, Newell. Murphy, Nisbet, Boyle, and they were all kind of interchanging. He switched Murphy and Boyle a couple of times. Um, but the minute the first goal went in, that was it. It was Kelly were curtains. Um, the, se- the second goal was coming as, as, as well, and then they just kind of killed the game. The second half was quite flat, to be, to be honest, especially after the first goal. Um, but I actually thought Kelly competed well, Sh- showed wee flashes, but again, I, 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 never, I never get... When you play a wee guy like Scott Robinson up front, you know, he's pacey. You're surely looking to thread balls in behind. But no, we were launching it up and he's getting marked by Portis and Darren McGregor. You know, it just didn't make sense. He come on he come on as a sub and to be fair, Portis and McGregor ragdolled him about um, as how's, well. Um, how's Blair Alston done? He's a player I played with who I always thought was good. I think I think he's he's kind of sometimes he, he drifts in and out of the game, sometimes on the ball quite a lot. And then he goes anonymous. Well, what if he's still on actually? Um, but he's, he's he's good technically. I've been impressed with him. I quite like him as well. Uh, but yesterday, I said you were playing against just better players. That, that's that, that that's the bottom line. As I said, they, they did. The keeper made a couple of good saves. Perhaps I was quite impressed with him. Um, but the, the the difference in Premier League to Championship showed yesterday. Um, the, the the goals Kelly conceded were were very poor. The, the one the one thing, and again, you know how much I love the referees on this show. Um, so late, at 1-0, Hibs, uh, Hibs are on the attack again, and the ball's in behind. Now, Chris Stokes is running full pelt to try and get it. I think it's before Nisbet, and he put, he's obviously pulls his hamstring and just collapses in a heap. You know, you can see him holding it, and he takes another step and just falls Nisbet, and I think I'm trying to think, it might have been Joe Newell, so it was obviously at the other end of the ground, is one on one with the goal. It was two against one. Now he's got this pass it and they'll score. And Bobby Madden blows and stops the game. So you can imagine that the, the Hibs fans, I mean, I thought Bobby must have thought he was at Ibrox, you know, and that was Celtic <laughs> in the green on the attack. He, a wee bit confused. So I hope Bobby's okay <laughs> with that. But it, like, and, I'm, and don't get me wrong, you think. You know, maybe he's got a heart because, as I say, it looked like a bad pull. You know, it looked a tear. But I'm thinking, you imagine you're the attacking team. You know, and no one, I mean, the Hibs fans were going pretty bonkers and, and, and rightly so. But I just wondered, like, is, your, is it not only a head knock they're meant to stop the game for? Or, but that, this was clearly because he, he, he pulled it, put his hand, two hands there, took another step and then just collapsed. And Bobby Mad might be a nice guy, but, you know, I was, I was, I was surprised by that. But, Habs, Habs deserve to go through. There's, there's absolutely no doubts about that. But again, wasn't that wasn't that impressed with them, to be honest. Have you ever had a bad pull, Wilson? Sorry? Have you ever had a bad pull? Fuck this guy. Get, get him off his show. 
he's taken that too far. But yes. <laughs> and to be fair, it was 15 euros. But hey, that's enough. So let's, let's not talk about any carry on. Um, right, let's move on to the final game of the day. The, uh, Sunday, the Premier Sports Cup. Celtic 3, Hearts 2. Rory, you covered the game. Is this assessment fair that Celtic were excellent in the first half, but second half got a bit sloppy and can I let Hearts back into the game? And obviously you can see the defensive weaknesses, but first half I thought Celtic were absolutely excellent. Some of the football they played was outstanding. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, um, Celtic have been <laughs> out, out of this world. To be fair, they've been they've been phenomenal. Dundee last week, they were... Did he just standing. play Celtic there, Shankers? Did you hear that? What? Did he just praise Celtic? Oh, who he, he thinks he's on BBC. I, I think he might. He might no, no, they don't praise Celtic on that either. Who are you talking about here? Me or Pikey? No, I'm, I'm surprised that Pikey's praising Celtic. Ah, right, I'll okay. praise it. I'll praise any team that's some. You, you, you and Craig Levine were crying in each other's arms yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, selective hearing, Mark, as always. Oh, 100%. Selective hearing. 100%. <laughs> no, listen, Celtic were, um, were outstanding in the first half. I mean, I, you could argue that Hearts got their set up wrong, but it doesn't matter. You've still got to go and play, and Celtic were phenomenal. The boy, Furuhashi, I mean, the, the, the pass. is outstanding, yeah. It's world class. It's not, it's not just the vision to see it. Um, you know, there's plenty of players out there who'll be able to see that, but the execution, and I'm thinking... The only thing I'm thinking, he's playing a left, he's, he's used outside his right boot. Has he got a left foot? He gets the ball in the second half, he runs in the wing and puts a, a cross in with his left foot right yeah. on the money. And I'm thinking... It's not just that pass as well for the first goal, it's Forrest. Can I... Aye, it's just, just the overall... Forrest vision to see Edward as well. It's just a great goal. Itself. But I, I've had a few Celtic fans <laughs> tweet me, believe it or not, saying that I, I said that one of my points was that Hearts won the second half. However, if you listen back, that's not what I said. What I said was Celtic will still have concerns over um, defensively. I mean, you look at the stats for the game. I've got them here. Celtic, 72% possession. Hearts, 28. Celtic, 36 shots in goal. 11 on target, which is fair enough. You know, they scored three goals. They've been scoring for fun. Hearts, 28% possession. Two shots on target, two goals. So that's got to be a worry for any manager. So the point I was making was... See on these days, and in the second half, I didn't think Celtic were particularly sloppy. You know, you're saying they're sloppy by the standards of last week against Dundee, midweek against Jablonec, and then I just thought you could see their defensive weaknesses a wee bit more once a game was kind of even, even going forward, they still scored, and Aye. it was almost like it's almost like Hearts have scored. Right, we need to go up the gears. Furuhashi gets the ball, go. Um, yeah. But Bro, what I will do, say, you mean, do you mean a worry for Hearts as in? The possession that they had in the game and judges get or Celtic was part that they conceded two shots and it was two goals. I no Celtic. So what I'm saying is there's going to be days where Furuhashi has an off day. There's going to be days where Edward has an off day. There's going to be days where Forrest has an off day or Rogic or Christie. Well, David Edward has an on day. <laughs> but the, the Edward was good in, uh, the other day before yesterday. But just in general, now if transfer window must be closing. If you um, if you analyse that and you go right, okay, well, see on that particular day, we are going to need to still score three goals to win the game. I thought Starfelt was at fault, obviously for the for the penalty. Um, do you think he'll need time to blend in, or just like? Well, it's just quite ironic that you know everyone was crying out for a new defender at Celtic. The new defender comes in and 
The only three who, you know, the, the three ones who looked kind of solid yesterday were Ralston, Taylor and Welsh, the three guys who were in the door already. And they <laughs> did, though, Wilson. I know, obviously, moving forward, a lot of Celtic fans don't see them as the answer, but you still got to give them credit when they're playing well, when they played well. So the three of them did play well in Starfield, didn't they? Particularly? Even against Dundee last week, a few passes here and there were just a little bit off. Um, so Celtic were phenomenal going forward. There'll be a match for anyone in this country, arguably. <coughs> you know, you put. Have I seen. Did I see Rangers got unbeaten last season? Did I see Rangers playing the way Celtic have played the last two weeks going forward? I don't know if I did that. Celtic were that good the last two weeks, the way they're playing and their style of play. You can see the kind of, you can see the way Postacoglu just has them Aye, all non-stop they're buy, they're, they're buying into it, but the problem yeah. is they still, they still conceded two, and that was my point. It wasn't my point, wasn't it, that Hearts won the second half. My point was, see in a couple of weeks' time, if, if these guys up front, it's, you know, it's excusable to have an off day. Everyone has it. Yeah. You know, whether maybe only, whether maybe they're only winning the game or scoring one goal, you need to make sure the back door's shut. And right now, Starfelt Disney look like he can, like doesn't look like he can do that, and that's got to be a concern. And Stephen Welsh at the end of the game, he's frustrated, he's angry, he's annoyed. They've conceded two goals. He scored a goal. They've won three two. They're through the cup tie, but there's still that back in the back of your head going. And Ange Postecoglou must be thinking later on at night, we've played unbelievably well in the first half. We've still played fine in the second half, but you know we still find ourselves conceding goals. And I just think that 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 could be a problem, but. You know, in a forward sense, they're, they're fantastic to watch. Do you, I would they, pay, do you think they can struggle to keep up that intensity, though? Because it is, like, non-stop. You can't see those. It's, it does seem as if it's non-stop. Do you think they can well, keep the, that going for a, a long period? That, we, we all look back on Ange Postacoglu's, that, that, that video that came out of him at start, and we discussed it, and I kind of made the point, look, you know, anybody in their sessions would, would say these things. They're quite generic statements. You know, Wilson, when you take a train session, oh, move the ball quick, you want high temp. Everyone says it. It's just things you say during a train session. So, I didn't hear anything that I thought, right, you know, that's different. But to be fair, like, they've done absolutely everything that, that he's asking in terms of no stopping until the final whistle, 94th night, in terms of an attacking sense. So to answer your question, I think if you're no running at that intensity, then I don't think you're going to play for him. So I don't think you have any choice. And your man Furuhashi sets the tone with the way he works. Well, so maybe your thoughts on the Celtic one? Well, again, we got the the delight of the second half and uh, the way back from from Edinburgh. Um, and actually, I had to do an emergency stop because I thought one of the kids in the back had slapped the other one. But the commentator assured me it was Hearts had scored and Levine and Rory were high fiving. <laughs> uh, so that's a wee bit disappointing. I, I expect some neutral stuff from the commentator, but not not yesterday. Um, no, and, 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 and to be fair. Rory might be right. It'll be, it'll be selective here, and I make no bones about that. But I just kind of felt Levine concentrated. And again, I know it's the second half or Celtic maybe weren't as good in the first half. Levine concentrated on the fact that, you know, if Robbie Nielsen had started the way he did the second half, the changes he made, would there have been a possible a different outcome? And I, and I felt, you know, there was a, a lot of praise for Hearts, and I'm thinking, man, I'm a 3 0. I'm 3 0 doing you know, and I'm thinking, but again, I didn't hear the first half, so I'm quite sure there was lots of applauds about the way in the first half. My concern, and I'm going to ask Rory this because obviously, well, Shankers as well, if he watched the Celtic game. I look, Looking at that back four, I don't think Kent, Morales, and who else plays up front for Rangers, who would play in that three? 
Rutherford Hadji, right? I, I don't think they'll be having sleepless nights. But Rangers' strength for me... Who, who, who won't, sorry, the Rangers players or the Celtic Rangers players? won't be having sleepless nights playing against Taylor, Ralph, and Starfelt and Welsh. I don't think. Rangers' strength... Now, Celtic, as you say, are running and pressing and working hard. Can they do that against Rangers where Rangers' strength with Kamara, Aribo, Jack, whoever, is passing the ball, passing and moving, pass, pass, pass? Because... If you're, if you're doing that for a sustained period and other teams just passing the ball, and I know it's going to be at Ibrox as well, can, can Celtic keep up that intensity of 90 minutes if they have 28% possession rather than the 70 or the 72, whatever it was? Now, you've seen both. You saw Rangers on Friday. I know it's against Inferman. Celtic were playing a better opposition, but if the old firm game was kicking off just now, who, who would you be backing, Rory? Well, we know who you'd be backing, but kid on, I've given you. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think for a second either team will have twenty-eight percent possession. I think it will be a relatively even game. But the thing is, they are possession-based players. The players you just mentioned there for Rangers, but you need to have the ball to be a possession-based team. And the way Celtic are playing, but that, that, you've kind of just said kind of what I was getting at there. You know, going forward, Celtic great. They press the ball, whatever else, but. Rangers forward line against that defence will, will fancy themselves. So that I I mean I, I don't if I had to put if somebody had a gun to my head right now and said right you, you need to pick a winner. I would. It, it's a difficult one because the games if the game was at Parkhead I would say Celtic, but the only thing the only thing that's making me doubt that is the fact that it's at Ibrox and I think that the that will be a that could potentially be a player in it without sending like uh, Steven Gerrard and uh, Lions Den getting the Lions Den in but I, I, it's a difficult one it'll be an exciting game it'll be a close game um, but unless Madden's I, refereeing it I, but I think the point about Hearts was that the boy Ginelli had he, he gave them an out and he gave them he gave them you know 10-15 yards of space further up the pitch so you know Obviously, Craig Levine's looking at it from a Hearts perspective. You know, that's a big reason why he's there. So he's got to analyse the Hearts team and go, well, if they'd done this, if they hadn't done this, et cetera, et cetera. So Hearts impacted the game far more in the second half than they did in the first half. That's just a fact. Hearts scored two goals. That's just a fact. Celtic looked ropey at the back. That's just a fact. Celtic were unbelievably good going forward. So, aye, um, if I had to pick a winner right now, I would probably say draw at Ibrox, but Celtic would win if it was at Parkhead. <laughs> Thanks for your Don't input. Sit in the French of BBC. Thanks for your input. Next <laughs> media, Rory. See you later. How's that? How's that sitting on the fence? If I genuinely think it would be a draw, Ibrox. Do you think Celtic have improved that much though that they can beat that Rangers team in a one-off game? Well, based based on this oh, season, spiky streak goals coming. Out there. No, I'm just based, saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm based, just saying, on, like, do you think there's been on, that gap's been closed that quickly? Like, Based on this season, for what I've seen for Rangers defensively and what I've seen for Celtic in an attacking sense, Celtic would at least score one goal. But how many would Rangers score, score against that defence, that Celtic defence? Well, again, that, that goes down oh, to... I'm just wondering. Like... <laughs> it probably comes down to what Wilson was touching on there. And then he's asking how many? <laughs> Tell him two! <laughs> at least two! <laughs> it would come down to the midfield battle, potentially, and who has control of the game. Because I think, if you're looking at both sides at the moment, but what you've got to say at the moment is... Celtic's front guys are firing. Rangers' front guys aren't firing particularly, you know, particularly strongly compared to last season. So if you're going to solely base it on this season and, you know, the, the, the old cliches, form goes out the window, you can never pick a winner in these games, et cetera, et cetera. 
Well, that's not been the case over the last few years. For nine years, Celtic dominated the fixture, you know, barring a few results here and there. And last year, Rangers dominated the fixture. So form didn't they go out the window. So if we're basing it purely on form, I would say, I would say if the game was at Ibrox, it would be a draw. And that's genuinely what I think. And if the game was played at Parkhead tomorrow, I, I think that Celtic would win the game. And I think they would, I think they would simply outscore Rangers. That's how I, I think, think it's they would win it. I think it's fair because I would say maybe the second old form game last season, I would say Celtic were the better team. They just didn't finish, and Rangers took their one of the few chances so I don't think the, the one that McGregor scored oh, McGregor. Goal. yeah the one McGregor saved for Griffiths I thought Celtic were the far better team that day oh Ibrox aye. So, aye, aye, aye so like I think a one-off game you can probably here's my that. take on it right. it's not a one-off game in my opinion but Pikey because if you played them it's not a one-off game if, if, if the way they're no. playing at the moment, if they played them tomorrow and they played them in two weeks and you're basing it on format and it was at Parkhead, I, yeah. I believe Celtic would beat them yeah. twice. So Aye. it's not a one-off game in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. Sack. <laughs> right, Wilson, where were you going to Here's my take on it, right? Celtic have had a tough start. They played arguably the third best team in Scotland twice. Rangers have played no one yet in Europe or, or, or at home. They've not played anybody. They played against ten men of Malmo, and they and they've they've struggled with results. So, are they feeling a wee bit of pressure? Are they looking across the city and saying, "Celtic, okay, Hearts beat Celtic, no bother." Now Celtic have beaten Hearts. Angie's in the door, and they're a couple of decent results, etc. Do they do they always? I mean, Rory, you'll be able to answer this. Do you always have one eye on what's happening at Celtic when you when you're at Rangers? Aye, people are, again when, they, when the media ask them they'll say absolutely not we concentrate ourselves blah 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 they must have an no. eye on it to get the prices for the, the bookmakers the money for <laughs> so do, 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 do you think there's a wee bit of nerves creeping into Rangers where the, I mean they were fluid last year run away with it no bother blah 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 and they've done it so far in the league but are, are they Will Michael will be sitting up with sleepless nights thinking, look at the way they play, how are we going to counter that? No, there's a, there's a happy medium. You won't be losing sleep over it, but they'll need to take into consideration the the, you know, the changes that Celtic have made. So if, this is what I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy about this season, I think. I know, obviously, everyone has a vested interest in their own team or who they supported growing up, etc., etc. But I'm going to really enjoy the whole one playing on Saturday, one playing on Sunday, or even later that day, one winning, then the other one needs to win, or vice versa, one gets beat, right, we need to win now. It's not been like that for 10 years. And it's going to be good to see that come back into it again. And that's where that train of thought comes in. So to answer your question as you know, bluntly as possible, I 100%. And if you know managers give the diplomatic answer, then they're given a diplomatic answer. Of course, they've got one eye on the other end of the city. That's just how it works. There's, there's still, there's still about three games to be played before. Oh, I was well, like, so on, on the form, now, Celtic's probably got to be the, the form team, but I mean, think as well. Results, results between them and then will impact how they approach again. Results between them and then, and then the whole thing changes. So, we'll just run through them quickly. Cove 5, he's 5-2. Mitchell Megan's in my hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> Airdrie 1, Falkirk 2. Queen's Park 3, Dumbarton 0. Clyde 2, Alaba 1. Montrose 1, Peterhead 0. Shankers, what was your result of League 1? League 1 result. 
you, you actually fly through them that much that you can't actually. You want me to go through them again? I go through them slowly, sorry. I just Cole, picked it out of the first one. Cove 5, East 5 2, Airdrie 1, Falkirk 2, Queen's Park 3, Dumbarton 0, Clyde 2, Alawa 1, and Montrose 1, Peterhead 0. Queen's Park, newly promoted side, all the all, Cove, all the pressure on likes of teams like Cove and, and Falkirk and stuff like that to, to begin up. So Queen's Park maybe gonna kind of long quietly and, and hanging in there. So I would say I would say Queen's Park's result. Rory, if it was yours. Put some top of the league as well, obviously. Uh, probably Falkirk. I think Falkirk have um, fell foul to go into Airdrie in these types of places and dropping points. Um, and that's what's kind of scuppered their, their promotion bid the last couple of seasons. So, you know, getting these 2-1 victories at, at the stadiums like that is going to make a big difference to them. So, I would say, you know, 2-1 Falkirk was, was a massive result. Uh, Is he one of the goals? I can't remember what one it was. Uh, well, I think Falkirk it was a goal. Yeah, I saw it in front of I've seen it earlier. It was a great finish, by the way. Wilson, what was your cat, the, the result that caught your eye in League One? Yeah, I would have went in Falkirk. Always look out for Falkirk's results there, because um, Gary Holt's there. Um, so always look out for their results. Now. Oh, that's a good one. Um, away Airdrie, good three points. Yeah, I thought Cove's 5 2 victory was a good one. Uh, Rory, see, like when Meganson's obviously scored a hat trick, I think like Meganson McAllister having that experience is going to kind of give Cove a massive boost of confidence when they out now goal scorers. I, I, I think that league, don't get me wrong, Montrose have started well. I think we'll fade away. I, I don't see them lasting the distance, but I, I genuinely think that league will come down to head to heads between Queen's Park, Cove, and Falkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Mitch Meganson and uh, Rory McAllister can score all the hat tricks they want against the other opposition. It'll, be, it'll come down to what they do against Queen's Park and Falkirk. Yeah, I think they'll hang with that. See, I just noticed Barry Ferguson's had a week sticky start to. Mm-hmm. Life at Alloa so far with, with his team three points. I know he's only played three games, they've got three points, but Clyde only well fancied though, so that's a poor result, Shankers. Aye, aye. I, I looked at goal scoring, David Goodwill, he scored two goals, and you think when if you give him five chances, where would Clyde be without him, man? Aye, if you give him five chances a game, he's, he's going to put one or two of them away, aren't they? So if, if they've got any hope of, of staying in the league or staying up, he'll be. He'll be front and centre day at that. But I just, I forgot uh, Barry Ferguson was actually there. That was how I just, he's got a, a good, a good group of players there. Connor Salmon, uh, Stefan Skugel, uh, the boy Mark Burnham that was at uh, Dundee United a, a season or two ago. I mean, he's got pretty good players, so they're probably falling short of where they, they should be. But as I said, there's only three games played, so. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into League Two. In uh, Friday night, Edinburgh City beat Stenhouse Muir 1 0, Annan 3, Stirling 1, Elgin 3, Albion Rovers 0, 4 for 2, Kelty Hearts 2, and Cowdenbeath and Shunra was postponed. Wilson, what was your result of league, the weekend in League Two? Uh, I think I'm looking at Chrissy Johnson's Annan again. Chris has done a, a really good job um, scoring a goal again. So always look out for. For his results, I think the uh, I think Forth are going to draw Kelty's decent. I think Kelty are much fancied, um, so I think that, that's a good result as well. But um, Chris Chris Johnson's on, and I'll go with him. Rory, who's yours? Uh, Forth for me. I think they started well. Uh, they've assembled a good squad, plenty of experience, and I, I genuinely think it's a great 
point for anyone who takes anything off Kelty this year with the squad they've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, what was your result that caught your eye? I would agree with uh, Wilson. Uh, I know Chris, I'm friends with him on Facebook and stuff like that, so I'm always seeing, uh, seeing their results and seeing how he does. And I know he was he was at football for, for a year or that, so it's good to see him back and scoring goals because he's, he's a top player and if Anna not to do well um, then in this league whether we like say Kelty are favoured to, to run away with it so if Anna and I are going to up their challenge for playoffs and stuff like that Chris will be heavily involved in in, in their uh, win whether it's goals or assists and stuff like that but you're going to say Rory, Rory, sorry Cammy Bell is like the chief executive down there I, I, don't think, I don't think he is now I think did he know where yeah. okay. At Annan. I'm he's sure he left. He's from, oh, he left? I think so. Oh, he, he was from there, obviously, and he got a role as the chief executive or something. That was, I, I remember seen, he, I I he was off the ball. I've seen he was connected to the club. I didn't know what, what capacity it was in, but. Um, he's quite high up, you know. Yeah, he resigned, he, he resigned after five months in charge. As long as, as long as it wasn't the goalkeeper, the fans will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter Murphy, though, to be fair, I know they've never come out of the division. I don't know if they're ever expected to get promotion, but he's been there a while now. And, I think to last as long as he has, he's a he's a good guy and a really good coach. He's a great yeah. great, pl- great Friend, player as well. Friend of the he's a great player. Uh, one of the Mark, best ball playing centre Friend of the show, Colin McMenamin's the assistant manager as well. So they've got a they've got a good level of experience in the. the oh, we, we, I will do a day hospitality. Trained doing for Kelly straight to Annan. Here we go. <laughs> have you have you interviewed have you interviewed Muff before? Have you, Pikey? No, Colin McMenamin. Oh, sorry, right, okay, I thought you said Peter Murphy, sorry. No, I've not Rory, Rory surely can hook that up, I think he's, he's, he's just dropped that in there. Now, Wilson's, prom- Wilson's promised promise a date at so with his new pal. Andy Barber, I'm still on night, son. You're watching <laughs> Get your finger out. You must have contacts. <laughs> no, uh, the last time I was up at Kelty. we battered them, so. That's, that's probably why, he's probably taking that off with us, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but we'll move into the European games. There's four teams in action this week. Celtic versus Altmar on Wednesday night. Wilson, a tough game. It's going to be a tough game for Celtic. Aye, yeah, definitely. Um, again, and as I said, reverting earlier, what we talk about Aberdeen, you know, Posh the Coglu's mentioned about, you know, how tired the players are, how many games they've had to cram in, etc., which is bizarre considering I'm sure Celtic squad's much bigger than Aberdeen's. And as I say, I think a lot of the, the work probably going on behind the scenes is to try and bring in still at least three or four for me, to be honest. I think there will be players coming in this week. I've got it in good authority. There will be a couple of signings. Well, good, because they need a bigger squad, especially if it's going to be, you know, uh, if they get through this this tie. But again, I, 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 I'd imagine that... Altmar fans are probably thinking, oh, Celtic's a big name, this could be a tough tie, because they're going on the, the name and the reputation rather than actually seeing them. I couldn't tell you one result, probably couldn't tell you one player um, that plays for Altmar. I think there's going to be, there's two players that I could catch my eye. Owen Wendell that played at the Euros at the left-back, and Jasper Carlsen, the Swedish winger. That left-hand side could be a real problem. Ah, sorry, right. Tony Ralston, I'll sort that, carry on it. I think there, there's, there could be some movement next this week with a couple of faces coming into Celtic. Hopefully, it's not the same guys, the Veerman. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's 
Still get rid of seat uh, for your strips, anchors. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a day off of what they peeling Veerman's name off the way in strip. <laughs> you're quite big there as well, Pikey. You're covering a, a large time. Yeah, I think maybe I've got it in good authority that over the next you know, uh, three years somebody might come in and take it. They put up the date SM Media exclusive that James Forrest signed for Celtic. <laughs> right, give us a score prediction, everyone. Celtic, Almar, Wilson, what we got? Where's the first leg? Parkhead. I'm going to go... Both teams to score. Celtic 1-2-1. Okay, Shankers, what have we got? I'll go... 1-1. One, one. Rory? <sighs> I, I hate all these qualifiers. There's too many of them. They're, they're, they're ah, no fun yeah, to watch. No. Just, just, <laughs> just ridiculous and... I. All these mad teams, you've obviously Adrian Altmar are more of a household name, but I don't know anything about them, so I'd be kidding on if I was basing on anything other than I, I, I don't know anything about them. Yeah, I, I, I'm a massive that. fan of Dutch football. I watch Altmar, well, I watch a lot of Dutch football every week, so Altmar are a good side, right? Okay, well, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I I'll say both sides are evenly matched, to be fair. So he's, he's giving, I, I've got a guess, and then he produces the Altmar statistics to help you pick your score. <laughs> right, I, I, I'll say Celtic will have too much for them at part here the way they're playing but Celtic will still concede for the reasons I spoke about earlier so yeah. I'll go 3-1 I think 3-1 big call I'm going to go for a draw I think both sides <laughs> went 2-1 it's one more goal <laughs> <laughs> it's goal <laughs> I think I think Altmar are probably just the better side I think they've got better attacking options oh, I've never seen that coming Wilson did you? Kel surprise <laughs> He would back, back Stuart against Celtic. 1-1 <laughs> <laughs> at Parkhead, and I think Altmar will beat them in Holland. We'll move on to Rangers versus Alice. Alice Kazert. Wilson, you got your strip yet? No, I'm finding it hard to come by. Well, <laughs> obviously, the badge will be posted anytime soon on social media. And I've always been a big fan of Armenian football. It's probably Did you not post it already? I'm pretty sure I've seen it somewhere. I was, that was, that, that, was oh, to, was it right? that was to make sure it was the right team. <laughs> no, again, it's it's so hard. It again, I've, I've said it before. I was I, to be honest, I tipped Rangers to destroy Malmo as well. I just think going to Ibrox for you know some of these teams, I've never experienced atmospheres etc. like that before. Um, so comfortable, comfortable for is it I, Ibrox this week? Yeah, yeah it's Ibrox on Thursday. Yeah, three 0 I think they just should win. I think they should win comfortably. Shankers, what have we got? Um, I, I, I tend to agree. I just think if Rangers can't go in and win comfortably against like Armenian champions, is it there? The yeah. I mean, Rangers should be, should be winning comfortably against the, the champions of Armenia, but football does in the wallet that I do such a nice situation for Rangers is is to to win by like say three, four, five goals at best, uh, and then give us a comfortable lead so as they're not going over to Armenia having to get a result Thursday before uh, an old firm game because of travel and etc and, and minutes that players are playing. So to go over there with a comfortable uh, Given, given the opposition, Shankers, and what you were talking about earlier, who who do you think will start at both full-back positions on Thursday? I think... I think they'll 
go back and, and play Tav uh, at right back. That's a toss up coin, another one. Could you, what do you think Gerald will do and what would you do? I would I would go back to Tavin Barisic and I think Gerard will do the same. I just I just I, I don't think they they weren't getting dropped. Uh, let's know if they obviously they won't be good. But I think Gerard's one of the players that if, if you are dropping Rangers players on performance basis, then you could have dropped half a team for their second half performance. So I think Gerard a lot of the time plays players of what he, he knows that what he could get he could get out of them if they play their potential. And it's why Kent almost is in the team every single week because he, he knows if Kent Ryan Kent comes up and gets firm. So that's why he plays. I think that's why a lot of like Tav and Barish it's not when they know maybe have the greatest games they always play because he knows what they bring to the team when they when they're playing to their potential. So I think he will go uh, go back to there too. What the the such centre half situation is, is a different one as well. So I thought Holanda was a stick on to play all night, having no played against Malmo, and then he doesn't play uh, on Friday night. So I, I would expect Holanda to come straight back in uh, next to Bolton. Don't think Simpson's done enough. He's a bit or, raw, isn't he? He's a bit. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's other other night there. I spotted two or three times where he's coming out the back with, um, with the ball in possession and the centre-back for me if I'm centre-back for Rangers I get the ball and I give it to Fulbert or I give it to Kamara in the midfield because their players are going to affect the game more than me and he, he's gave the ball away two or three times under no he was pressure. poor yeah against the Fairman aye aye he was poor mate I thought aye. that as well uh, he was coming out and Barsi was on miles of space uh, Kamara and Aribo Lundstrom always looking for the ball and two or three times he Try to a pass that he doesn't really need to play. Just give it to one of them and let them go and be the hard passer. And that. And he gave it away a few times in Deferman. If Deferman had a wee bit more quality on the break, there might be a, a goal or that. So I just think he's a wee bit off it for, for where they need to be. I would say Balogun, Hollander and Goldson are, are a lot a lot, uh, a lot more in front of him for, for, uh, in the pecking order, even... I would even go as far to say Cartage as well. I would be more comfortable playing Cartage than, than Simpson. But he's only he's only played a handful of times, so it's a wee bit harsh. But on what I'm seeing uh, so far, I think we need a wee bit more often. Rory, give us a score prediction for Rangers versus Alice, because Alice, Alice care. We'll go with that. <laughs> They're meaning yeah. champions, you should just say. 2 0 Rangers. 2-0 Rangers. Where is the game? Sorry. Ibrox. First legs at Ibrox and Thursday. Aye, I'll go 2-0 Rangers. Karabakh Aberdeen in the Conference League. Shankers, give us a score prediction. Karabakh. And Azerbaijan. I mean, Arabian a few years ago Tottenham got in there struggling for a result and stuff like that. So, I think Aberdeen is... Is it Aberdeen? Aberdeen, I think Aberdeen could... I mean, it's going to be a totally different, different match to like the game at game on Sunday there. And I think CC going back to their, their team lineup, I think clearly the manager is not get one eye on on this fixture rather than a domestic cup game that they they've got a chance of going and winning. I think that's why he's he's maybe done it. Obviously with Thursday night before that and 
And his mind is, he's maybe, I forgot about that, he's maybe actually looking at this fixture, but I think Carabagher will have a wee bit too much for Aberdeen. Wilson, what do you think? Didn't he get a score prediction? Aye, score prediction. Shanker's going to score prediction. Oh, sorry. 2-0. 2-0. Wilson, what have we got? I uh, I could have touched on that, you know, as I say, a a tough tie that is for Aberdeen. And as you say, domestic honours must be a target before a run in the Europa League. Um, I know Celtic played Carabag a a few years ago, but... I think Aberdeen could get be in, be in trouble out there a wee bit. Um, I think they might stay in the tie, but I think it'll be a two-goal deficit anyway. 3-1, I, 2-0, I think it'll be two goals, aren't it? I think if Aberdeen got a draw, it'd be an amazing result for them. What have we got? Well, having scored for my nation over in Azerbaijan in a 4-0 win, um, <laughs> oh, I know that... It, I, know. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> no, honestly, well... I am being serious, but um, but this no, is something I must He mentioned I'm, that he scored in Azerbaijan for his country. Yeah, oh, did you? I did, I did, and a 4-0 win. Come on for about five minutes. <laughs> Long way to go for five minutes. <laughs> what is what, what the actual Scotland national team? No, twenty one. Are you team? Oh, Aye, twenty one. It, it was it was good. Good William. <laughs> No, it was Goodwillie, Murphy, um, Griffiths, and there was somebody else. So I was like the fifth fifth one, and we're like three and a lot. So I finally got some minutes on the pitch, and um, they were there on their feet, and I managed to get a tap. <laughs> so happy days. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Carabag, um, Aberdeen, I will say 2 1 to Carabag. Aberdeen to still be in the tie. Um, and to go back to Pataudry, and I never say never. We'll move on to the final game, St. Johnson. What's oh, your prediction, Pikey? I think uh, Carabac 2-1. You always I'm... dodge these when you ask us to predictions. You always dodge it at the end. Of... Rory was mentioning that in the, in the chat about your input. So... Rangers, right, Celtic won. He was vocal won. tonight. Well, he was vocal tonight when I said that Celtic might beat Rangers at uh, Park. Yeah, he, he felt up then. <laughs> LASK versus St. Johnson. I think this could be a really difficult night for St. Johnson. I think LASK, they scored six in their last qualifier. I think they are probably just a better team. I think they'll win 2 0. Shankers, what we got? Aye, I think it will be. I think it'll actually be more comfortable for LASK than, than what... Where uh, are they from? Austria. Austria. But they're actually... They're decent. They've, uh, they play, they, I think they played Man U in the last 16 last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And I think they're, um, they're actually a better team than what you think. See, we, like Alexa Rory, I haven't asked where they're from. It, 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 I'm, you know, you know, like, didn't say anything bad, but... They're actually a lot better than, than what teams give them credit for. So I actually think they'll have a comfortable night with the person. I'm going to go 2-0. Who's the danger, man? Two Austrian guys. I've seen some of the results and like getting to the last 16 of the league. I'm only joking. Wilson, who we got? Um... 
I think Shankers is right. As I said, I don't know too much about my Austrian football knowledge, but again, you have to admire Callum Davidson. You know, if somebody saw to be one each in Galatasaray, you know, he'd have went, I okay. Obviously, the, the home results are a bit tough, but um, again, they were in the Champions League a few years ago. So, do you think our broth could give Galatasaray a game given the last few weeks of uh, uh, results? Given St. John's struggling strung more at Gayfield than they did in Turkey. Well, I think at Gayfield, I think our broth could give Bayern Munich a game <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a hurricane. Thomas uh, Muller getting hurt by a wave. Dave, as he takes a corner. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go St. Johnson to score out there. There you go. So I'll go 2 1. 2 1. Rory, on you, before you go, give us a prediction. I'll go St. Johnson to score, so 6 1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, based on Shank, what Shankers are saying, um, seems to know a good, a good wee bit about them. I will say they'll probably have too much, and I'll go 2 0. 2 0. We are going to be back on Friday with our Scottish football show. Actually, we'll take a look at the action in the West as we reach the final midweek action. And we'll also review the four European games as we preview the weekend ahead. Wilson, Shankers, Rory, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks very much. And we will see everyone on Friday. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers. 